Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have one to file underneath the weird category today, folks. There's a new report in the sun that Ghislaine Maxwell hired a musician to write, song, uh, write a song about Jeffrey Epstein's 24-hour erections, and how the schoolgirls, when he was a teacher, all adored him. Yeah, it doesn't get weirder or creepier than that, does it? These two disgusting pieces of trash were writing songs about their misdeeds, even. That's how brazen they were. That's how much hubris they had. And they were able to get away with it for a long time. Well, the son spoke with the person who wrote the song, and the article we're going to cover today is about that. It's just one of those situations where you look at it and you're like, are these people really serious? It's kind of like the Mexican cartels, right? They have those uh, those songs. I forget the, the name of them in Spanish, uh, Corredos or something like that. But what they do is they memorial, memorialize the killings of the cartels. And the cartels go to these guys to get these songs made. And they, they make the song about this, uh, you know, uh, cartel killer. And it is praising him about how he's a great man and this warrior, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And this is kind of kind of reminds me of the same thing, the same kind of situation here. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell is going out and finding a, a a modern day bard to sing the praises of Jeffrey Epstein's sexual prowess. All the while, these two sick bastards who are rubbing elbows with all of the so-called elites and the so-called members of polite society are also abusing children. And nobody knew, huh? Somehow, I find that hard to believe. All right, the article, like I said, it's from The Sun. Headline, In the Open. Ghislaine Maxwell hired musician to write song for Epstein praising his 24-hour erections and seedy schoolgirl relations. The author of this piece is Henry Holloway. Ghislaine Maxwell hired a musician to write a song for Jeffrey Epstein's birthday praising his 24-hour erections, it has been claimed. It is also claimed that she instructed the songwriter to include lines in the lyrics talking about how schoolgirls fancied Epstein while he was a math teacher. So that would mean he was at the Dalton School. And according to the song here, Mr. Dickwad Epstein was fancied by the young girls at the boarding school, or private school, I should say, that he was teaching at. 
that sounds great. Sounds like a really fantastic environment for these young girls to be to to grow up in, right? With a guy like Jeffrey Epstein around. How did this guy get that job in the first place? No college degree, nothing. But yet, somehow he swindles his way in the door and starts teaching math. Pretty interesting. Maxwell commissioned Christopher Mason to write a song about Epstein for his birthday while the pair were living in New York. Mr. Mason, a British-born New York Times contributor living in Manhattan, who was known for his musical roasts, revealed he was approached by the socialite, co-conspirator, child abuser, all-around scumbag. I think that's what he meant instead of socialite. And, of course, why wouldn't he be approached by Ghislaine Maxwell for something like this? He was another guy that was, you know, rubbing elbows with these people. Folks, you have to, you have to remember, a lot of these people in the media, the legacy media, these people were, they're friendly with people like Epstein. All right, you have Katie Couric, you have George Stepanopoulos, it, it, it goes on and on. The people that were in Jeffrey Epstein's orbit that were also involved in the media. So why would it shock anybody that a New York Times contributor and a Manhattan uh, regular who is known for his roasts is brought in to do a song for Jeffrey Epstein? Why should that shock anybody? He said he normally speaks to as many people as possible to get a full picture of the subject of the roast, reports the Sunday Times. But on this occasion... He was only allowed to speak to Maxwell, who gave him some very unusual instructions. So, again, you see the the very intimate relationship between Epstein and Maxwell. That's the moral of this story. Not so much the song, folks, right? In For normal people, it would be a gas. It would be funny. It would be, you know, all right, this is a great birthday present for my best friend or whatever it may be. But when it comes to Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, what this proves is just how close they were, how they were confidants, and how they were co-conspirators as well as partners in not only this sex trafficking ring, but in this vast money laundering ring. And this is just another example of that. You see, when you add it all together and you add context to the relationship, you see how close these two were, and you understand that they were very, very, very much working in coordination with each other. Ghislaine Maxwell most certainly was not a victim here. But on this occasion, he was only allowed to speak to Maxwell, who gave him some very unusual instructions. He claims one line he had to include was how Epstein had been the subject of schoolgirl crushes while working as, as, as a teacher at Dalton, a private school. And who, I mean, really? That's something you think is a good idea to add to a song? Even if you're breaking balls, you don't add that to a song. I mean, are you kidding me right now? And another line should mention Epstein's 24-hour erections, Mason claims Maxwell told him. Yeah, because that's normal. Normal people add the fact that, you know, they have 24-hour erections. I mean, isn't that uh, priapism? Shouldn't you go see the doctor after like three or four hours? Isn't that what the commercial says? 24-hour erections? What are you guys, shooting this dude up with Viagra, mainlining it into his neck, into his neck veins? 24-hour erections, please. Give me a break. Mr. Mason said, 
Mr. Mason said, I normally speak to as many people as possible who know the person as possible, but this time I was only allowed to speak to Ghislaine. There is no suggestion Mr. Mason acted improperly. Well, no, who's who, who's going to make that leap? Then again, the way the internet is, I'm sure a lot of people are making that leap. But the fact that this guy wrote this song is not the issue for me here. It's what's behind the ask, right? Ghislaine Mac Maxwell making this ask shows you and proves to you how close they were. This was no victim in Jeffrey Epstein's orbit. This is somebody who was a co-conspirator, somebody who was brazen enough and felt comfortable enough around Epstein to have a guy who is known for roasts write a song about him, about his 24-hour erections and the fact that schoolgirls fancied him. What it is, is a little bit of a look inside of Jeffrey Epstein's perverted, distorted life. Epstein and Maxwell's relationship remains mysterious, with the two linking up not long after she moved to New York in 1991. Well, that's debatable as well. The timeline's a bit murky with Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Jeffrey Epstein meeting, and I would say that they probably met earlier than that would be my guess. According to sources that we've talked to, uh, people that have, that are, that are in, in the know with the story, I highly doubt that they just met in 91. And I highly doubt that them meeting was by happenstance. She left the UK following the death of her dad, newspaper magnate Robert Maxwell, who it later emerged was scamming hundreds of millions from his own firms. Like father, like daughter, not only did she learn the art of spycraft at good old daddy's knee, well, she also learned that financial crimes are very easy to commit when you have institutions such as Deutsche Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, etc., etc., in on your nonsense. Her friendship with the pedophile financier is alleged to have some point transformed into sordid sex trafficking, with survivors claiming she was the pimp or madam in the operation. And look, it goes deeper than that. These survivors have, a lot of them have come out and said that Ghislaine Maxwell had a leadership role, that she was just as dangerous, if not more dangerous than Jeffrey Epstein. So it's, it's really, really nice to see that this lady is finally being aired out for everybody to see what sort of complete and utter draconian she really is. And you'll start hearing more of this stuff, like this story coming out. Now that Epstein is dead and Ghislaine Maxwell has been put into jail, these people are going to be more brazen coming forward and talking about their relationships with Jeffrey Epstein and their abuse by Jeffrey Epstein. You're going to see it all more and more as the story progresses. Sources describe how Maxwell lived the life of luxury in New York, having a massive townhouse in Manhattan and attending every social function she could, bo she could to boost her status. And for sure, how many of these people did she build relationships with that ended up being conduits into polite society for Jeffrey Epstein? A lot of them. It is claimed her finances remained a mystery even then, with prosecutors now drilling down into her opaque wealth as she was arrested and charged with sex crimes earlier this month. We know that that's occurring. We know that a fine-tooth comb is being dragged through her financial statements as we speak. 
And there is no way on God's green earth that they are not going to find some stuff going on in there that is very, very suspicious, to say the least. All of these different transactions, 36 bank accounts or whatever the hell it was. I mean, come on now. One pal claims that Epstein and Maxwell were not linked romantically, as has often been reported, but instead their relationship was a financial one. I think it was a mixture of things. She might have had a little bit of a crush on Jeffrey Epstein. That's neither here nor there, in my opinion. I believe that they were working in concert to make sure that their blackmailing scheme ran correctly. Ghislaine Ghislaine Maxwell provided access to so-called polite society. Jeffrey Epstein was a monster with proclivities that they could use to their advantage. It was a match made in garbage-ass, disgusting intelligence land heaven. They even speculated Epstein could have played a role in her disgraced dad's pension scam, which may have been the source of their apparent wealth. Quite possible. I won't rule that out. Not at all. Again, I'm not a forensic accountant. I don't have the access to these financials. But I will tell you this. Nobody should be shocked if Jeffrey Epstein and Robert Maxwell were connected somehow or if they had a mutual friend that might have introduced them. Who knows, right? We don't have all of the facts yet. Nobody does. So that's why it's important that we keep digging. I couldn't work out at first how the, how the second Ghislaine landed in New York, she was all of a sudden, overnight really, very chummy with Jeffrey, the source said. Yeah, because it was an arranged quote-unquote marriage. This was arranged by the intelligence agencies. They knew what they had here. They knew they could put Ghislaine Maxwell in charge. And basically, she was running Jeffrey Epstein. Not so much as giving him orders, but nudging him in the right direction. Keeping him on course. That is where the evidence has led me. That is where I'm at in this case. Because there's nobody that's going to be able to convince me that Ghislaine Maxwell didn't have a huge role in this and wasn't an asset. Then he started spending on, on a different level, suddenly buying these extraordinary townhouses. Epstein and Maxwell's relationship was described as a business arrangement from day one, and Ghislaine acted like his boss. Well, what do you know? All you have to do is listen to what the survivors have said about the inner workings of Jeffrey Epstein's circle, and you could piece together what was going on, what the deal is, what sort of scumbaggery was taking place. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For a start, he would never have been attracted to her. We know the kind of girls he liked. Also, why would she have been so interested in procuring girls for him? No girlfriend does that. They added she was his wingwoman from day one. She went to New York to see Jeffrey. She didn't go and then meet Jeffrey. It is claimed Maxwell would host creepy parties at her townhouse, always appearing in a ridiculous sexy at home outfit. And for sure. Again, folks, this gives us a little more content, adds a little more meat to the bone for what we already knew. But now it's coming out in trickles. Remember, I said how how it was going to occur, right? 
it's going to come out a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then the floodgates are going to open. And I think that once the Presca document is released, you will see other people piping up and adding to it from their own experiences with Jeffrey Epstein. Toxic control. Another pal describes her as being subject to toxic control by Epstein that compromised any morals she might have had. Sorry, no, I don't buy that. She never had any morals, okay? She was raised by that serpent of a father, Robert Maxwell, at his knee. She learned spycraft and all the other disgusting plots that she hatched with Epstein right at good old dad's knee. It is suggested he offered her the lifestyle of luxury and connections that she craved, and she allowed herself to get sucked into a sleazy underworld. Underworld, she had no choice to. Re- she had she had a choice to remain the Ghislaine we all knew and loved, or become the other for money and power. She chose the latter. A pal said, "I'm guessing the pal is Laura Goldman, and we all know she's persona non grata." At this point, we know that she probably doesn't even really know Ghislaine Maxwell, and she was fantasizing with her posts. Other friends recall recall Maxwell is always vague about where she got her money, being adamant she had earned it herself. Epstein and Maxwell are known to have been regulars in high society, being pictured with numerous celebrities at parties and functions. Of course, so-called polite society strikes again. Let's act as a conduit. For Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, let's just open the door to polite society and offer them cover when they eventually get nailed. What an absolute joke. The pedophile wormed his way into rubbing shoulders with the world's elite, hiding in plain sight while being a sordid sex fiend behind doors. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, hiding in plain sight for sure, but a lot of these people knew what Jeffrey Epstein was. A lot of them knew. Oh, he likes them young. Come on, people knew exactly what Jeffrey Epstein was and they chose to stay in his orbit because they thought it could benefit them in some way. He killed himself last August, allegedly, while awaiting trial for sex crimes and now his close pal Maxwell is in jail preparing for her day in front of a judge. Maxwell is accused of would-be... Maxwell is accused of would-be procuring girls for abuse to him, with victims claiming that they would be duped as she claimed she was recruiting models of masseuses. The socialite has pleaded not guilty and has always denied any wrongdoing over her friendship with Epstein. Her lawyers have accused the survivors of trying to turn her into a scapegoat since the death of Epstein. No, they're trying to get some justice. That's what they're doing, and Ghislaine Maxwell is left holding the bag. I'm sorry that your buddy Epstein got clipped. That's not our problem. You had a leadership role. You're the last woman standing. Now you will hold the bag, and you will face justice. Maxwell has been denied bail and faces one year in prison ahead of her trial next July as she faces six charges over her links to Epstein. It has been speculated she may seek a plea deal to turn over other key members of Epstein's inner circle who took part in the abuse. And, like I said with that, it's going to take a huge give for her to get some time shaved off of her sentence. And when I say some time shaved off, I'm talking maybe 10 years. Maybe. Right? She gets sentenced to 35, 40 years or whatever, but she helps wrap up some of the other people that were involved. The judge might have a little leniency on her and and give her 35 instead of 45. 
But anything short of that is unacceptable. She has to do the full amount of time, in my opinion, unless, of course, she has some earth-shattering information that really destroys this whole entire organization. If that's the case, then I'm willing to see her do 35 instead of 45. But even then, this woman deserves no leniency. She deserves no sort of extra jail time uh, uh, activities or free time or anything like that. She needs to be treated like any other scumbag prisoner and she needs to feel the weight and the consequences of her actions and her choices. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that at bobbycapucci at protonmail.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-P-U-C-C-I at protonmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at B-O-B-B-Y underscore C-A-P-U-C-C-I. All right, everybody. Well,